this week and Sunday, like the biggest day of the year, every year when it comes to uh, betting in the uh, United States of America, where 36 states have legalized gambling and South Carolina has not yet. Maybe one day. We welcome in from the American Gaming Association, the vice president, Dave Foreman, joining us here on Sports Talk here in South Carolina. Dave, it is great to have you with us. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Uh, Thanks for having me. It's great to be with you. It's great to have you with us, especially this week. How crazy is it for you, the AGA, with this week in particular, busiest, craziest week of the year for you? Uh, It's definitely, for our members, one of the biggest uh, weeks of the year. I mean, people are going to wager a record amount of money on the Super Bowl uh, this year. Uh, So it's really exciting uh, for us as an industry, especially kind of a new industry, uh, in, a lot, in almost all the states we're operating in, so uh, it's a big, big weekend for sure, right? About about one percent of all the all the money bet on sports uh, is going to be bet uh, over the course of the year is going to be bet uh, this weekend. How have things changed as more and more states have legalized gambling? So how have things changed in your industry? How have things changed for your organization? Well, I mean, the industry—it's a whole. There's a whole new uh, vertical in the industry uh, that we didn't have really five years ago, right? Uh, five years ago, you could only only bet on this game in in Nevada, and, and like you said, now it's legal in uh, 36 states. Um, so you know, it's a it's a, a multi-billion-dollar industry that just frankly didn't exist uh, a few years ago, at least not legally, right? Uh, people have been betting for a long time. People, mm-hmm. I'm sure, in South Carolina are betting a lot on college football. Uh, they just don't have the opportunity to do it uh, legally. Mm. So, so that's really the big change is, is more from a consumer perspective. Yeah. And, of course, these states, I guess, who've legalized it, they see uh, a revenue stream for them, I guess, the taxes and everything else, I guess, that they are collecting. And who knows if South Carolina will get to that one day. We had uh, University of South Carolina yesterday announced this initiative to develop a bunch of property and I suggested they throw a casino over there by their football stadium. They're looking at ways to generate year-round uh, traffic over there. And I said, you know what? A casino would work great if the if the legislature would uh, step up and get it done. You'd be in, in favor of that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, casinos are a great uh, a great entertainment option. Uh, you know, people love going out, whether it's to gamble, whether it's to enjoy the restaurants or the shows or a lot of the other amenities uh, that they have to offer. Uh, so, you know, casino is a, a great addition really, to any local uh, entertainment uh, scene. What, what does your organization do, the American Gaming Association? I mean, what do you see your role in this whole thing? Uh, I think our role really, is, our members are casino operators and sportsbook operators. Um, so our role really is to just advocate on their behalf, right, and really on behalf of the legal sports betting market in this country. Uh, you know, there's a there was there still is really a thriving illegal uh, illegal market whether it's your kind of corner bookie uh, that people kind of think of from a lot of movies or or more accurately today these offshore sites that are uh, you know based in places like Curacao or or the island Island Man and in the English Channel that uh, are taking bets from a lot of people but uh, you know people who bet with them frankly. You know, there's no guarantee you'll be paid out, and if you're not, uh, you have no you have no recourse. There's no regulator uh, to turn to. Uh, they also don't offer people any uh, responsible gaming 
resources, which are, are, are helpful and, and is a big commitment of the industry. So uh, I really think that our, our role is to just advocate for the industry, to educate consumers about the, the legal options that they have, uh, and to try to, to drive down uh, the activity that's going to these illegal bookmakers. Speaking with uh, David Foreman of the American Gaming Association, the vice president, now, over the last few years, we've seen, of course, a lot of things crop up to make it easier to place a bet. Things like, you know, FanDuel, for example, and um, apps where you can just pick up your phone and you can vote. Uh, vote. You can bet uh, on something. You can live bet, you know, as games are being played, and you can bet on a fourth quarter or third quarter, whatever the case may be. There's something you can wager on. How big has that been? How important has that been? to the overall development of this industry across the country? Uh, it's, it's, a real, it's really big. And I think the Super Bowl is a kind of a great microcosm of that. I mean, you were talking about prop bets uh, a second ago, and, and, and that's sort of a series of bets that are uh, unique to the Super Bowl. But uh, similar things are available for, for almost every game, right? If, if you're watching a, a South Carolina football game and it's a, you know, maybe they're, they're beating Clemson by 20, you might – turn it off but if the line is 14 and you've got 10 bucks on the game uh you know you're probably going to watch that through the end of the fourth quarter so Mm -hmm. uh it's changed things uh for the gaming industry but it's also really changed things and and been a boon for media companies and and for the leagues and sports teams who are are benefiting benefiting from uh you know a lot more eyeballs on the game and a lot more engagement uh from fans so uh, to bet on the super bowl uh, and to bet responsibly, uh, you know, what kind of things do you, uh, how, how do you advise people who want to participate in that, in doing so? How do you, what do you advise them to do? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's really incumbent on everybody in the, in kind of the sports betting ecosystem, whether it's the, the leagues or the teams or the media or the, the operators taking the bets, uh, just to make sure that everybody's promoting responsibility and educating consumers. Uh, about how to do this legally. So uh, at the AGA, we've launched a have a game plan, responsible gaming uh, campaign to make sure that people uh, just keep in mind that sports betting is a form of entertainment, right? They should keep it social, right? They should make sure they know the odds. Uh, they should know the resources that are out there available for them. Um, so we're committed to that at the AGA, and I know our members are, are committed to it through responsible gaming codes and responsible marketing codes uh, and funding uh organizations that provide treatment to people that do have a problem gambling. So this is in particular with smaller schools, but affecting major universities as well. Nationwide attendance at sporting events is at its lowest point in 22 years, or it has been over the last three seasons. Uh, That's the second biggest source of revenue for university athletic departments. And in the last, what, five, seven years or so, we've seen an influx of, of booze becoming the big, the big attraction now. College football stadiums across the country adding alcohol sales, specifically even the University of South Carolina and their partnership with Aramark. Uh, essentially, Aramark handles all the details. The university is able to just kind of sit back and collect their share of the revenue. Well, right now we're seeing sports books popping up in a lot of professional stadiums. It almost seems inevitable that, that that's the next step and uh, in the coming years in college stadiums and that may be a way to add an extra revenue stream to these universities to pay for new facilities to pay for exorbitant college uh, uh, coaching contracts and such <laughs> is that re- is that a reasonable assumption do you see in, in South Carolina it's still illegal i get that but in states where it is is legal and even states where it's illegal if they start to see those other states bringing in these massive revenue streams 
is that inevitable? No, I mean, you're right. You know, we do see it, uh, sports books popping up at a lot of professional venues, right? I'm in, I'm in DC and we have one at Nats Park. There's one at uh, FedEx Field where the, where the Redskins play, or the Commanders, excuse me, uh, play. Uh, but I don't think that that's something you're going to see at, at college uh, stadiums, uh, not in the near future and probably not ever, just because of the, the, the underage component that's prevalent on college campuses and again like we were just talking about really the commitment to kind of not get too close to the line and not not market this product uh to people who aren't old enough to to use it Mm -hmm. what do you think is going to happen future-wise with the remaining states who do not have legalized gambling uh 36 of the 50 have it right now so there's 14 more to go is there a lot of lobbying going on out there a lot of pressure being put on legislators in these various states to do so or what's happening with that do you know yeah i mean right right there's there's 36 states where it's legal right now i don't know that we'll ever get to all 50 uh being legal uh you know hawaii and utah have have no gambling whatsoever right not even a, a lottery hmm. uh but i think you know outside of maybe those two uh i do think eventually almost every state will will come on board uh, you know, you said there's a, there's a lot of lobbying at the state level, and, and that's certainly true. Um, there's a couple of, of big markets that are, are yet to legalize and come online, right, in addition to South Carolina. There's Florida, Texas, uh, and, and California. Uh, so those are those are really big focuses for, for the industry to, to legalize there and to, again, ensure people who are betting today have, have the option to do it in a, in a safer environment. Now, you know, we do have a casino in South Carolina. It's a floating casino. You have to go out into the ocean. It leaves from a place called Little River, which sits on the Atlantic Ocean, but you go out on this little cruise, and it's a casino, and and people do that, and they play it. But we are a state that has the lottery. Do you think states that have the lottery are of a mind that there's enough people knowing that, you know, the lottery is a bit of a gamble, that you might have a leg up in those states of one day getting gambling legalized? I think I, I think it certainly helps. I think in the states that haven't legalized it yet, it's not really because of an aversion to gambling necessarily. Like like you said, uh, you know, South Carolina is a lottery. You've got the uh, the boat that that leaves probably to go to international waters waters there. Uh, it's really just legislators and regulators trying to figure out amongst themselves how to legalize it in the best way uh, for that state, and whether that comes down to the the tax rate. Uh, or the kind of bets that you're allowed to offer or, or where you're allowed to bet on sports. That's kind of uh, where people get hung up and what uh, drives some of the delay in legalizing places. The, the notion that gaming is sort of a, a, a dirty or sin industry is really outdated, right? Uh, we do a lot of polling on it, and, and today you know, 90% of Americans say that, that gambling is a perfectly uh, acceptable form of entertainment, uh, whether for themselves or for, or for others. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, I think the, the notion that that gaming is this, uh, you know, illicit activity is 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 really kind of old fashioned now, especially with the, the spread of casinos to so many states outside of uh, Las Vegas and, and Atlantic City. And you're right there in Phoenix. And uh, how crazy is it getting in Phoenix with the Super Bowl there now, the game on Sunday? And you got the wild and wonderful, beautiful Phoenix Open uh, beginning tomorrow. I mean, uh, your area is just going to be jam-packed with, uh, I've read a story about all the private jets flying into Sky Harbor or, I guess, uh, surrounding airports to accommodate everybody that's coming in. 
Yeah, un- unfortunately, I'm not in Phoenix. Uh, I've, I've been, I didn't get a ticket, uh, but I assume <laughs> it's a crazy scene out there between the golf tournament uh, and, and the game. I mean, you know, it's it's legal. It's the first time the Super Bowl is going to be held uh, in a state with legal sports betting, uh, and actually the first sports book. Uh, at an NFL stadium was at, at State Farm Stadium, uh, where BetMGM has a sports book. So, uh, you can bet online from your seat at the game or at the tournament, at the golf tournament. Uh, and, and if you're, uh, at the Super Bowl, there's actually a sports book in the stadium there. Wow. That's convenient. That sure is. That is convenient. David, we thank you very much for being with us. Let's talk again at some point in time and see how everything is progressing with this and, Enjoy the weekend. We thank you for the time, and uh, we'll uh, reach back out to you guys another time. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, David Foreman, VP of the American Gaming Association, and we appreciate him being with us tonight here on Sports Talk. I, I don't know about you, Chris. I'm ready to run out there and uh, and call Lee Sterling's number and see what he's got <laughs> and, and use his advice and uh, and throw something down. <laughs> 